So today's talk, it's called a power greater than ourselves doesn't mean a power outside of ourselves. Power greater than ourselves is that uh, it's the Christ within us. It's the Christ awakened, awakened within us. It's something bigger than our ego. It's something bigger than our thoughts. It's bigger than our parents' thoughts. It's bigger than our neighbor's thoughts. It's bigger than the newspaper. Because here's the problem with the world. There's people in it. <laughs> There's people. And people have so many opinions. And it's, uh, it's maddening. Because who do you listen to? You know, because some days I resonate with the one who feeds every nasty idea about my, that I have about myself. And there are other days I resonate with the one who uh, beholds the Christ in me. And I know who to call on which day. <laughs> and at which, where I want it fed. And so who's responsible for it? Not them, me. I'm the one reaching out. I, I, I want to enlist your aid in hating myself today. Can I, can I do that? I want to enlist your aid in loving myself today. And, and I know they will. And, and, it's, 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 and then I walk away at the end of the day confused. So I read this, this quote that I liked a lot. There is a world within, a world of thought and feeling and power, of light and beauty, and although invisible, its forces are mighty. Charles Hennell wrote that. Now, Charles Fillmore, he put out a tract a lot of years ago, back in the late 1800s, called Vitalizing Power in Man. If you don't know who Charles Fillmore is, because some people don't, they still don't. He is the co-founder of Unity, the Unity Movement. He and his wife, Myrtle Fillmore, they are the co-pioneers of the Unity Movement from back in 1886. Officially, Unity started in 1889, but it was 1886 that Myrtle Fillmore had her healing of tuberculosis uh, through the power of affirmation and prayer. And 1889 is when the first uh, publication came out. It was called Modern Thought. Uh, Charles Fillmore put that out. He, he, uh, Charles, Charles understood business, and he, he got it. Oh, we can turn this wonderful word into a business, and there's nothing wrong in that because he wanted to get it out to the world. And there was no Facebook in 1889. <laughs> there was no, you know, was there a telephone yet? I, I don't think so. It, they got people to pray around their kitchen table. And then they put ads in local papers. We'll be praying every night at nine o'clock and you can pray with us. You don't have to come to our kitchen table. And then they changed it to 8 o'clock because it was a lot of farmers who had to get up to milk the cows and they wanted to get to bed earlier. So at 8 o'clock, the little group began to pray. And that's how we got unity. You know, that's how today we have the world's oldest existing telephone prayer line, which was at one time a correspondence ministry. And they believed in healing. They believed in a power greater than ourselves that lived within ourselves. And when I first got on board with that, oh my gosh, the things that happened, 
It's just the most amazing things that took place. And not every day was an easy day. Once I accepted that, it was like, there's a lot of scratch to clean out of here. A lot of old thoughts that need, had to come up. And here's your option. When they come up, you can either stuff them back down because it hurts too much while they're at that in-between point, or you can spit them out into the nothingness and heal. And go ahead and have the, the, the mental healing, the spiritual healing, the physical healing. And I was, I just, I saw so many things happen. So I want to read some of the stuff that Charles Fillmore wrote for this, this tract called The Vitalizing Power in Man. And it is written, the prayer of faith shall save him that is sick. And so often we associate sickness with physical, but it's also mental and it's also spiritual. We need to pay attention to that. The prayer of faith is a prayer based on a firm conviction that there is a healing power in spirit. This conviction is the foundation of our healing system. God is mind, or spirit. He is omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, and all love. So, take that with you now. God is all love. God is all love. Now, within love, a lot of stuff can happen. And to know, oh, it's still love. All love. We make our appeal to the all-powerful, all-willing God, and the response never fails. And, and so, well, I'll go on here. Jesus Christ said, God is spirit, and those worshiping God must worship in spirit and in truth. This means that we must exercise our spiritual faculties in the worship and prayer that lead to spiritual healing. Now, what is your intention when you, when you pray? It's not, oh God, please heal me now. It's, oh God, I am willing to heal. Oh God, I am willing to, to have the thoughts that lead to healing. And is that your intention when you pray for healing? Or, as I have asked many times, are you looking to make your misery more manageable? Because I have. I've merely sought on some days to, well, I'm not ready to give up ever, all my thoughts, all my opinions. I, I just don't want to hurt so much from them. Wouldn't you like to have all your opinions and not hurt? Yeah. <laughs> Show hands. Yeah. Of course, my ego would love that. I would just love that. I would like to love everybody except the people I don't. <laughs> 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 yeah, and uh, and the ones I don't, you know, maybe they should be punished a little bit, <laughs> scorned in public at the grocery store or something. But that's ridiculous, because as long as I wish that, then that's what I get. Oh, I hate when I'm scorned at the grocery store. <laughs> I just hate it. And it, it, it can happen by strangers. Did you notice last year the amount of people that disrespected you by going down the wrong aisle? <laughs> it was personal. <laughs> personal. They were out to get you, to upset you. I mean, the funny part is, if we could have blessed all of those people to realize, oh, the hate that lives inside of me because somebody's going down the aisle in the wrong direction. I mean, the blood that could boil sometimes. It's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Until I stopped and I realized, I don't want to hate somebody because they're going down the wrong aisle. 
because I'm hating me. If I hate you, I hate me, and I don't care to hate me anymore, and so therefore I can't afford to hate you. Therefore, I have to look for the love, the all-powerful love. It's an aisle. I'm already wearing a mask. <laughs> really. It didn't say the aisle of hate. <laughs> it just said the aisle this way or this way. That's all it said. <laughs> and every, let me tell you something. Everything I want in the grocery store, I have to go to the back store to come down that way. And see, I don't shop on those other aisles somehow. I need all the stuff that I got to go to the back to walk down the front. It fascinated me how that worked. Uh, spirit is that inner man which we do not see with the outer sight, but which we know exists. To get into touch with spirit, we stop the activity of the outer man. Then there is a great awakening of power within us. Let us be still and come into the consciousness of this power, which is health to us. It is the spirit that giveth life. Lay hold of spirit with the central thought I am quickened by spirit. Let this become an affirmation for all of us during the day, during our days. I am quickened by spirit. You know, when you feel yourself starting to stray when you're driving down the highway and uh, uh, people aren't driving according to your rules, uh, I am quickened by spirit. Interrupt any other thoughts. I am quickened by spirit. You know, when, when people are not cooperating with your ego, I am quickened by spirit. And then the all-powerful love may prevail. So let that become an affirmation you use when you feel yourself slipping away from love. I am quickened by spirit. I am quickened by spirit. So I looked up the metaphysical meaning of worship. And it says here, when one worships, he or she bestows his or her love on or identifies themselves with the things of spirit. Worship represents the efforts of, of divine man to sustain a right mental attitude toward God. And so when it says that we, if we're going to worship God, meaning if we're going to identify ourselves as a God being, we must do it in spirit. If we're going to identify ourselves we must do it in the spirit in which God is. God is not the piano. God is the divine idea behind the piano. And so to go from there, and uh, I am quickened by spirit, to use that a lot. So Charles goes on to say, this life consciousness that Jesus Christ quickens is as greatly needed in our day as it was in the time when he first worked in the souls of men. Remember, he's writing this in the late 1800s. If you go to a medical doctor and ask him the cause of your ills, he will tell you that most of them come from lack of vitality. That means life. Our ills come from a lack of life in our mind, in our spirits. We, we are, a lot of us are afflicted with a lack of life. That doesn't mean we are imminently dying, but it means we are not awakened to life and life more abundantly. So our ills come from a lack of vitality. Somewhere in us, the immune system isn't fighting the way it ought to. You know, the, the stuff. 
We all need vitalizing. The question is, how shall we get life? We all, what is the source of life? Those who teach of material remedies point us to various things as the source, food, air, water, and so forth. Some claim the drugs are the source, but people are fast losing faith in drugs and are reaching out to electricity and similar means of gaining more abundant life. Remember, back in the 1800s, it was a great time of ex scientific experimentation, uh, especially in this country, I, between New England and apparently Kansas City. Uh, there, there, were, there were the experimenters, and they were spiritual scientists, and they were using what elements they had here on Earth, such as electricity. They were using more natural elements to look into the power of healing, and it fascinates me that so much of that, that happened. Uh, oh, gaining more abundant life. They are thus getting a little closer to the healing system of Jesus Christ. But they yet lack the all-important truth that God is life. And that they who worship him must worship God in the life consciousness that is in spirit. When we worship God in that way, we are vitalized all at once. There is no other way to get real permanent life. We cannot get life from the outer man, nor from the, anything external. We must touch the inner current. So therefore, to go to God in the sky is folly. It's ineffective. Overall, it's ineffective. There are times, oh God, please, and we've seen a result. But we haven't consistently seen results doing it that way. And so what it tells me is I believed well enough when I was saying that prayer, that begging prayer, that I believed it was possible for it to happen. And that's why it manifested. It wasn't because I did this. There's nothing in the sky but sky. The power is within us. And we have this amazing power. We have this amazing power within us. And with the within us, thank heavens, is so much bigger than the outside of us. And so to pay attention to that, to, to go home and contemplate, the power within me is so much bigger. It's so much bigger than what I have imagined big could be. It's so much bigger. And, and so to realize, uh, oh, I just have to work with that. I need to align my thoughts w with that. It was, uh, I heard somebody say recently, I've quoted them a few times here now, pray to God, but row the boat to shore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to get used to that. We were watching Grey's Anatomy the other night, and Bailey, who decided to go on an exercise kick, <laughs> said, what you, they said, what are you doing? She said, I have to walk my billion steps today <laughs> to get healthy. So we cannot get life from the outer man or from anything external. We must, must touch the inner current. Uh, and he gives it an illustration from uh, the, the Silent Unity Room, where the Silent Unity Prayer Room. It says, two electric fans that had been stored away for the winter were brought out and placed ready for use. Someone turned the button on the fans, but no movement followed. All kinds of means were used in an effort to start them, but they would not go. And we said, the fans are out of order. 
Then it was suggested that possibly the current was not turned on. <laughs> and this proved to be the case. One of our number touched the button in the wall that connects the fans with the electric current, and instantly the fans began buzzing merrily. We almost imagined that they were laughing at us for not seeing sooner why they did not move. Immediately it occurred to us that all who write to us for help need this one thing, connection with the universal life current. This little incident came not by chance, but as a clear illustration from spirit of the way in which man attempts to get the life that keeps him or her going. He tries in external ways, anybody? You know, and applies all kinds of remedies to set into activity the organs of the body. But man fails in the one thing needful. He does not make connection with the great life current. All agree that we live by the power from God, power from an invisible life source, but there is great ignorance as to how we can connect with the current. The life source is spiritual energy. It is deeper and finer than electricity or human magnetism. It is composed of ideas, and man can turn on its current by making mental connection with it. Many years ago, I, most of you know I did license out at Don't Tell Mama. One night I had the night off, and another technician called me. He couldn't get this one instrument to work. And because you know, we have to work together sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment, divine ideas don't come to you, so you, you connect with everybody. And I said, did you try a new light bulb? And he said, yes, and it still didn't work. I said, did you try a second new light bulb? And it worked. It was just a one first light, brand new light bulb. Just didn't have the current in it. I don't know if I were in his shoes, I would have thought to do that. But from my apartment two blocks away, it was a breeze. <laughs> I could tap into divine solution. We all know how to fix everybody else. But now I would now try a second light bulb. Try this. I, because of that incident that I'm so grateful for that happened well over 20 years ago, I have divine ideals because of someone else's dilemma. And they, in their infinite wisdom, reached out to me <laughs> for the solution. The life source is spiritual energy. It is deeper and finer than electricity or human magnetism. It is composed of ideas, and man can turn on its current by making mental connection with it. Remember, that, what, is, what, what did I say? I am quickened by spirit. Uh, that, that's a way of flipping on the switch inside of ourselves. When Jesus came teaching the gospel of spirit, people did not understand him. They did not know the universal spirit is principle and that we demonstrate it or fail to demonstrate it according to the character of our thinking. It has taken the race 2,000 years to find that we turn the life current on by thoughts and words. We can have fullness of life by realizing that we live in a sea of abundant, omnipresent, eternal life, and by refusing to allow any thought to come in that stops the consciousness of the universal life flow. We live and move and have our being in life, mind life. You can think of your life as mental, and every faculty will begin to buzz with new life. Your life will never wane if you keep in the consciousness of it as mind or spirit, but it will increase 
and express in fullness in your body. If you go on and on with the life idea in your consciousness, your body will never be run down, but will become more and more alive with spiritual life until it shows forth the glory of Christ. Now, it doesn't say the glory of Jesus. It says the glory of Christ. Remember, as the Son of God, I am the, the Christ, and that's what I need to get in touch with. Jesus was a great example of the Christ awakened. And so that's why they say, well, you know, snapping pants. What would Jesus do? Well, and nothing wrong with asking that. But if you know somebody in this life sphere that is really good at stuff, snap their band. You know, what would Bob do? What would, what would Tom do? What would Helen do? Whatever. You know, and, and, so, and you'll get ideas of what Helen would do. And sometimes, like, oh, wow, this works. This really works. It's not a fluke. It really works. And, and, and I really do like that. But you know those days, as I'm sure some of you do, I can't be the only one, <laughs> where you know exactly what to do in spirit, but it will cost you your fury, and you're not prepared to let go of it. It will cost you your opinions. It will make you forgive people that have wronged you. It will do so many things to clean up all of this. And you just can't make yourself do it. Well, here's the thing. Don't make yourself guilty over it. Just wait for the moment when uh, you can allow spirit to just zip right in. Wait for that one moment. You know what's going to happen. Just wait for it. Stay willing, even though you're stomping on your feet. We must think life, talk life, and see ourselves filled with the fullness of life. Well, we are not manifesting life as we desire. It is because our thoughts and our conversation are not in accord with the life idea. Every time we think life, speak life, rejoice in life, we are setting free and bringing into expression in ourselves more and more of the life idea. Here is the place of abundant life, and we can fill both mind and body with our surroundings and our affairs, with glad, free, buoyant life by exercising faith in it. According to your faith, be it done unto you. So I looked up life. Actually, I looked up the crown of life. It says, living eternally in the presence of God. Its attainment depends on the understanding of the science of right thinking. And then higher life. The higher life is a higher state of mind. We know it when we realize I am the Son of God. And so the next time you're confused, the next time you just don't want to get up and you say, oh, but I am the Son of God. Capital S, Son of God. Because the Christ in me is awake now. Thank you. Mm -hmm.